Hey you everyone, welcome back to the Sunny Go One Piece podcast. On this episode, we're going to be talking about anime episodes 77 through 79, which will be covering manga chapters 127 through 132. These episodes would also mark the return of Akemi Okumura as the voice of Nami from her brief maternity leave. So yeah, after a crazy cliffhanger from last episode, we get to see the events unfold in this new snow-covered island of Drum. So the synopsis, after Vivi and Luffy somehow convince the inhabitants of this new island that they don't mean any harm and just need medical help, they're invited onto the island where it is explained by the island's head of the guard, Dalton, that the only doctor on the island is a mysterious witch that lives atop the giant mountains in the back. Luffy and Sanji decide to take Nami and climb the mountain to get the help that she needs while the rest of the crew await their return. As far as differences go in these episodes, there are only really minor changes. Like for one, when Dalton is explaining about Kuriha, Sanji kind of pictures in his head what she actually looks like. And he just imagines this, you know, your traditional ragged witch looking person. Kind of like the um, the fortune teller old lady from Dragon Ball who floats on the, the ball. Her name escapes me at the moment right now. Another really minor difference, but uh, the guy that comes back to warn Dalton of Wapple's return is not a bloodied, wounded soldier who was at the area, but it was just a unharmed, panicked man coming back to warn Dalton. And so there's just this weird... I guess in the anime, it kind of makes more sense that this guy would have survived the attack from Wapple and come back to warn him rather than just some guy who just hightailed it and ran. And then in that same scene, we also get a return of uh, Minatomo, the door carpenter. So in the manga, it's just some random townsperson who's fixing the door. But in the anime, they actually reinsert Minatomo back in here. So that's always a fun little cameo there. And then finally, when Dalton is facing off against Wapple and Chess and Kuromarimo, and when Dalton is shot by Chess's arrows, it's much more gory as there's actually blood in this scene and the arrows are longer and so they actually pierce through his entire body and you can actually see the arrowhead sticking out his back as well in the manga. So just your run-of-the-mill, just tiny changes that don't make sense in the anime or they're just toned down for violence and gore. Now moving on to my thoughts of this episode... Coming back from that cliffhanger in the last episode, we immediately find out that Vivi is okay and was just grazed by the bullet and quickly gets back up to stop Luffy from attacking in retaliation. Vivi then shows and lectures Luffy that violence isn't always the answer, and this shows Vivi's true skills and strengths as a princess and a government leader, which are her experience and knowledge of politics and diplomacy. I really, really like this scene for a variety of reasons as it conveys so much with both dialogue and imagery. Vivi here truly teaches Luffy something important and it really leaves an impression on him. Luffy, as a proud pirate captain, even gets on his knees and begs for help and even emphasizes that he let his straw hat fall to the ground showing us this is more important than his most treasured belonging. And then also, it slowly zooms in on his face as it's covered in shadows implying that this is something truly degrading for him and he's maybe upset or mortified by it but instead 
It cuts to Luffy actually genuinely being amazed and impressed by Vivi's skills with no ounce of ill will or resentment at all at having to beg at that moment. And that is what I love about Luffy. He's a very confident and proud guy, but he's also not arrogant or too full of himself to know that his opinion and the way he does things isn't the be-all end-all in any situation, which again highlights the contrast between how we saw the villain from the last episode, Wapol, and how he views himself setting another clash of ideologies in the future. Another Japanese language fun fact here, and it's particularly striking because when Luffy is begging Dalton to help them, Luffy actually uses the polite speech form in Japanese. What I mean by that is that in the Japanese language, there are slightly different speech patterns slash phrases and words you use depending on whether you're speaking to someone societally considered a subordinate, an equal, or superior to you. So Luffy always up till now has used the most casual and usually impolite speech form, but in this moment, learning from Vivi, he's actually not only lowering his head but he's using the language of a subordinate talking to a superior and he admits he was wrong and instead of saying he replaces those kure suffixes which is a very informal and impolite way of requesting something with kudasai which is much more polite turning it into what he actually says in this episode is there really isn't a great way to convey this in the translation so it kind of gets lost unfortunately in the subtitles as well as the dub if you're listening to the dub it's a small thing but it's pretty huge for luffy's character dalton then agrees to help them seeing that they don't pose a threat and this leads to one of my favorite jokes in the series as they're walking back the hiking bear joke. It's just randomly understood as a cultural custom that there's this intelligent bear that's known for hiking and any person that comes across it must bow. And Usopp's initial overreaction to the giant bear in contrast to the calm reaction of everybody else is hilarious because the hiking bear just sort of just bows and then everybody else bows as well. And Usopp just freaking out and pretending to play dead so that the bear won't attack him is just absolutely hilarious. And the joke just keeps on giving later on when they meet a large woman who slightly resembles the hiking bear. But anytime Usopp and Luffy comes across this woman, they also unnecessarily bow to her thinking she's the hiking bear. <laughs> and this joke keeps coming back. It's so funny. And then in another funny gag, and the return of Luffy and Usopp's snow play, they make some more snow sculptures with Luffy's new Hyper Yukidaru-san or Hyper Snowman and Usopp's uh, Shirora or Snowzilla obscuring the view out the window during a serious conversation of the perilous journey they'll have to endure to get to the doctor. And Sanji's exasperated reaction in classic fashion is, is also super funny as well. It's here that we get an explanation from Dalton about the Drum Rockies, the huge tall mountains we see in the background, and that the only doctor is a witch that lives up in the castle at the tallest one in the center. I love Oda throwing in these random character quirks occasionally that I personally find hilarious and fun. And for Dalton specifically, whenever he's giving serious and important information, he throws in really random unnecessary details. For instance, right here, when describing Kureha, he, he gives all the important information about her, but then throws in something really unnecessary necessary which is that she also likes pickled plums or umeboshi 
Luffy decides the only way is to carry Nami up the drum rockies, and she trusts Luffy fully and agrees. Sanji also agrees to go, seeing that Luffy will probably need help to keep Nami safe. And Dalton recommends they go the long way around the mountain, as the closer route has some carnivorous rabbits called the Lapan. I honestly can't wait to talk more about the Lapan. <laughs> They're so funny. <laughs> There's a sweet moment where Usopp and Vivi decide to wait outside the in the cold, even though Dalton invites them back inside the house. Seeing this, Dalton is endeared by their commitment to their friends, as well as decides to wait outside with them. I think it's at this point I really started to like Dalton as a character. He's just an awesome, honorable, and kind man. And it's really hard not to like him at this point. He then goes through the history of Drum, and we learn more about what a dick Wapple is. But the more interesting thing that's mentioned is a pirate named Blackbeard who attacked Drum Island a while back. It's interesting, this pirate crew is very similar to the Straw Hits in that they're also a fairly small crew of five, but they are obviously closer to your more traditional pirates as they seem to like plundering and terrorizing people for the fun of it. One cool thing I like about how Oda use, utilizes the arcs leading up to Alabasta is he's consciously pairing each member up with Vivi to further develop her attachment and relationship within the crew. In this drum arc, we get to see Usopp and Vivi get to develop their relationship this time. We get to see that they have a much more brother and sister-like relationship where they can be very critical about each other, but also really playful and funny at the same time. It's really fun to watch as we will see in the next set of episodes after this podcast. In particular, I'm going to want to talk about one joke that shows up probably, I think, in the uh, the first episode of the next set. Shifting back to Luffy and Sanji, now uh, hiking up the mountain. <laughs> Their casual conversation while hiking is absolute nonsense and hilarious. And One Piece's dialogue at its best. But what makes this scene a classic in my eyes is during this... There's a relentless attack from this tiny lapan, and the pair of them completely ignore it while seamlessly dodging its attacks. <laughs> Until eventually, in a sudden cut to Sanji interrupting the conversation and saying, and also, you've been really annoying this whole time, and just punts it out into the distance, while Luffy's just confused as to what its deal was. I seriously burst out laughing the first time I read this panel and couldn't stop laughing for a few minutes. And even to this day, no matter how many times I've seen this, it still makes me laugh out loud. We then shift back to Vivi, Usopp, and Dalton, and Vivi recalls Wapo from not the attack from earlier on in the episodes, but from an event called the Monarch's Meeting sometime in the far past. And Dalton seems to also know this event, which along with Dalton and Vivi's previous reactions to each other, hints at the fact that they've met before at some point, but can't quite place it right now. Presumably, they would have been there accompanying their kings with Vivi's father and Dalton with Wapol. We get some more great character development moments from Vivi and Dalton as we both see their reactions at Wapol's heinous actions as a king, abandoning the country when Blackbeard attacked and forsaking the citizens. And Vivi's visceral reaction here is especially striking and shows just how deeply she cares not only for her people, but all people. Being royalty has definitely not spoiled her as she knows what it truly means to be not a ruler, but a leader. Similarly with Dalton who has already shown that he is a leader to the people of the country and not interested in being the ruler or king. 
And then just then we are interrupted with the hiking bear joke coming up yet again. And this time with that big lady who shows up to tell them that Kuraha is actually in the next town over, Kokoa Weed. And they're all just besides themselves that they just missed her. Now here we get a first introduction into Dr. Kureha as well as her reindeer Chopper and their first appearance at the bar, tavern, and healing the child. And this perfectly shows what kind of person she is, an abrasive but kind and highly skilled doctor. And pay attention to this small detail where she gets a bit angry at the townsfolk for calling Chopper a creepy monster. Even up till now, she has no problem with them whispering and calling her a witch, but she draws the line at when they start making fun of Chopper. I won't get too much into this right here, but just a note to keep an eye on. They both perform surgery on the child to heal his infection. <laughs> I love I love that when they request an anesthetic, their solution is for Chopper to knock him unconscious with his antlers. <laughs> it's so it's so funny and it's just done so casually. And then this scene kind of wraps up with a very heartfelt moment with the with the child thanking Dr. Kureha for healing him. After Kureha and Chopper are done with the surgery and getting supplies in town, we run into a scene where Zoro, after having become lost because he's Zoro, Karu obviously panics and tries to dive in the water and he gets lost. And Zoro is just walking around and he eventually runs into Kureha and Chopper and... <laughs> He approaches her asking for some help and then he calls her an old hag to which she obviously gets offended and beats the crap out of him and launches him into the snow. But my favorite part about this scene though is the line that she just casually says to Chopper, let's go, we don't have time to deal with weirdos like him. And just they just keep sledding on. And moving back to Dalton and Usopp and Vivi, Dalton explains why there are no doctors in Drum, and if you didn't hate Wapple already, I don't know how you can't hate him at this point. So the story is, is that he drove all the doctors away except for the 20 best which he kept for himself calling them the Ishi 20 or the 20 MDs and having the citizens beg for their lives anytime they needed medical treatment. I mean, that's just freaking despicable and essentially ransom. He even goes so far as to call himself a genius for this policy, and I just don't know how you can't hate Wapple at this point. I mean, I hate him. I Yeah, I hate him a lot. Also, once Dalton and all of them arrive in Cocoa Weed at the tavern that Kuriho just was, keep an eye out for the cameo of Minatomo, the door carpenter, fixing the door that Kuriho just broke down at the stool tavern, just as I mentioned in the differences section. Now things are starting to go bad for everyone as Luffy and Sanji are both caught in a massive avalanche caused by the Lapan in retaliation for beating up on them earlier. They have to fend off the Lapan now who are attacking them while snowboarding on broken trees and it's a tense but hilarious action set piece. I, I gotta admit this is a really entertaining scene. In the meantime Dalton also learns that Wapple has returned and he now heads off to confront them and here we learn not only is Dalton a kind and good person, but he's also an insanely badass guy as well. More than anything, unlike Wapple, it's here Dalton proves himself to be a much better leader of a country. Dalton is willing to take responsibility and the consequences of his past actions and his complicitness of Wapple's evil actions while he was in power as his subordinate. 
And when reasoning with Wapo fails, Dalton has no choice but to fight back to protect Drum. Here in Dalton, we see the first time an animal-type devil fruit appear called the Ushi Ushinomi or the Ox Ox Fruit model bison, which allows him to transform into a full-on bison as well as a hybrid form that sees him retain his human form but enhanced with the features of a bison. It's interesting the subtitle of model bison is that it's implying that there are other kinds of ushi ushinomis out there and incidentally ushi is actually just the Japanese word for cattle. So it could represent a cow, bull, or ox. So it can encompass a wide variety of animals. But it's interesting to note that there may be different versions of specific fruits. But we get to see how powerful these animal devil fruits are. And he just absolutely takes out Wapo's men in an instant. However, Chess and Kuromarimo utilize his good-naturedness and fires upon the townsfolk that are coming to reinforce Dalton. But then Dalton sacrifices himself to save them by getting shot by Chess's arrows. But shortly after that, the avalanche ends up reaching the lower part of Drum and everyone is eventually caught in the avalanche, burying Dalton and everybody else. However, Luffy and Wapole immediately make it out. And there's one scene towards the end that I have always really liked. It's Luffy after finding Sanji is now slowly making his way back to the base of the mountain, encounters that child Lapan from earlier, desperately trying to dig up and save its parent, but can't. And Luffy slowly walks up intimidatingly. The little Lapan at first tries to look fierce to protect their parent, but eventually gets scared. But Luffy obviously doesn't attack, but instead pulls up the parent Lapan, saving them both. This story with the Lapan kind of demonstrates really well the theme of not retaliating in aggression we came upon at the very beginning with Vivi, Luffy, and the townsfolk. We constantly see both sides seeking revenge for attacking each other until it ends up in this terrible and destructive avalanche that not only hurts both sides, but innocent bystanders as well. Only when Luffy decides to help them, both sides understand that neither really want to fight each other and there's just been a miscommunication and this leads to building something better between the two groups. I do realize that this isn't in quite an apples to apples comparison as I believe Luffy would have helped the Lapan no matter what the situation, but I couldn't help notice the parallels. Wapo now pissed thinking Luffy caused the avalanche, which I guess he kind of did in an indirect way, have caught up to Luffy to take revenge. However, we'll have to wait till next episode to see what happens to everyone else. Now before finishing up here, we have a new ending theme already. As I mentioned, the previous theme, Shochinosuke, lasted only 8 episodes. This new theme, titled Before Dawn, is performed by the J-pop duo group Ai Sachi. However, Before Dawn lasts only slightly longer than Shochinosuke at 13 episodes. So these have, all have really short lifespans. And I personally really like this ending theme. It has this really energetic, upbeat rock theme with some really intense guitar riffs at the beginning. And if you listen to the full version, it's also towards the middle part of the song as well. This theme is just fun to listen to, and it makes you feel really good. The animation is pretty generic, with the crew being active and having fun with various animals. But this ending theme is notable in that it is the first time it features Vivi in it as part of the crew, which is pretty awesome to see. We also see an early tease of an animal that will actually go on to play a pivotal role in Alabasta. And I'm not talking about Karu. And those that know will know which one I'm talking about, and those that don't, I won't spoil it which one it is, but overall this is one of my more liked ending themes with its lyrics of being able to stay strong because of the support from people around you as well as the energetic and happy tone of this song. Yeah, this is definitely one of the songs that 
or at least the ending themes that I go back to and listen every so often. With that, we come to close another episode with a cliffhanger as Luffy is about to be attacked by Wapo with both the injured Sanji and sick Nami now in his care while the rest of the crew and Dalton are swept away in the avalanche. These episodes are really fun. I always laugh my ass off in these episodes with the funny gags and the hilarious dialogue, but it also manages to build a good amount of intrigue about Drum Island, as well as the wider story about One Piece and future events as well. In addition, we get some great character moments and great build-up, as well as character development for Vivi and her relationships to the crew. And so, yeah, overall, these three episodes are really strong, and I always enjoy watching them. Anyways, if you enjoyed this, send me a like or comment, and if you want to join me on this journey of rewatching One Piece, please consider subscribing. Check out my Instagram and Twitter account at SunnyGoPodcast if you want updates of when I post new episodes or see some pictures of my manga collection. So check those out. As always, wanted to thank you for taking the time to listen and stay tuned for the spoiler section. It's a pretty small one, but just wanted to mention one or two things. But if not, I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. So yeah, spoiler section. Just a couple things I wanted to mention. One was, you know, when I first watched it, and I don't think I even noticed it until this rewatch, was Kuriha's reaction to Chopper being called a creepy monster while they when they first appeared in Cocoa Weed. And it's actually a really sweet moment that I just completely never noticed. I mean, as you know, one of the big things about Chopper is the fact that he is very self-conscious of being seen as a monster. You know, he was cast aside by his fellow reindeer because he was weird and had a blue nose and then all of a sudden had that devil fruit power. But then in his human form, he's never accepted as a person either. And many of the villagers chased him out and shot at him because he was a monster. And... It's interesting that Kuriha is very conscious of this and it gets gets her angry at the fact that people call Chopper a creepy monster. And I really actually like that that little thing that, you know, would go over people's head and it, and it went over my head. And I don't know, it's just uh, something that I just really liked that I noticed on this time around. The last thing I wanted to mention is obviously the huge name drop of Blackbeard. I mean, at this point in the story, we don't quite know the significance of Blackbeard, but the fact that he is already introduced at this moment is interesting that Oda has already know how, I think by this point, he already knows what kind of role Blackbeard will play. And the fact that he introduces him this early, and the fact that he's the one that attacks Drum Island. And then also, we find out later that Ace is actually tracking Blackbeard, and Ace actually makes his way to drum island as well at some point to investigate but yeah you know seeing blackbeard i never imagined that blackbeard would actually turn out to be the big villain that he does become at this point in the story you know i knew eventually that they would cross paths but the fact that blackbeard has become the character that he is is pretty incredible that he was also introduced this early on in the story but yeah i'll save more blackbeard talk till once we actually meet him in jaya but i just wanted to mention the fact that yeah he does get a name drop here anyways thanks for listening that's pretty much all i really wanted to talk about kind of a lackluster spoiler section but just wanted to mention those two things and I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.